Welcome to a special interview episode of Broadway Radio. My name is Matt Tamanini. On today's episode, I am in conversation with Sean Ewing, who currently plays Tony Valdivinos in the new off-Broadway musical Americano, which begins performances tonight, March 31st, at New World Stages. The show is currently slated to run through June 19th, and we, of course, will have information on how you can purchase tickets and get in touch with Sean in the show notes and in the article version of this episode at broadwayradio.com. In the show, as I mentioned, Sean plays real-life political activist Tony Valdivinos, but the story is more about how he comes to the life that he's leading now in which he is reaching out to build community and empower Latinx people across the country. I saw a workshop of the production back in November, so you might have heard me talking about it on Broadway radio then. Sean is fantastic in the role. You might have seen him on Broadway in West Side Story or Amazing Grace or off-Broadway at the Public Theater earlier this season in The Visitor. He also played Bernardo in the much-heralded West Side Story down at Washington, D.C.'s Signature Theater. There are people, I believe, uh, including some here on Broadway Radio, who have said that that is the best West Side Story that they have ever seen. So we talk about the show, what it's like to play a real-life person, the importance of having this story about Latinx characters told by Latinx creators, and much more. So, without further ado, here's my conversation with Sean Ewing. All right, Sean, from what I understand, you were we're talking like right after a day of rehearsal. So how are things going in the rehearsal room right now? We're actually doing um, we're in the middle of tech. So we're on a dinner break right now. And then we'll continue on until about 1030, 11 this evening. So it's it's actually going quite smoothly. Usually tech can be quite uh, rocky, but it's going really smooth. Knock Everyone's on wood. got their stuff together, so it's yeah. really good. But yeah. If, if there's wood around, knock on it. Don't jinx yourself there. Um, I know. Exactly. What has this process been like? Because this is not your first time with the show. Um, you've, when I want to talk kind of about the you know, trajectory of all the ups and downs that this process yeah. has had, but how has this, um, mm-hmm. this version of the show been to put together knowing that the New World Stages run is, in fact – at the other side of this process? Honestly, it's it's been quite crazy. Because uh, when I joined the company, I joined the company um, in the world, world premiere in Phoenix, Arizona. And obviously, during that time, it was so interesting to watch the creative team just um, you know, bounce ideas off of each other and to be working collectively with them on the project and with Tony himself. It's really been intriguing. And, uh, the growth, of the piece to watch just in the two years, I know there's a couple of cast members, uh, Johanna Carlisle, she has been with this project since the very beginning. So the leaps and bounds that, um, this show has taken is really, um, astonishing. And it's, it's really, um, it speaks highly on how open the creative team is to receiving feedback, you know, from everybody. I mean, I, even in this process, I have sat and watched the feedback from the entire cast. I mean, this cast is a group of incredible artists and every single person has given some sort of feedback at every single point every step this way of this journey to new world stages and um it has been so graciously received so graciously received and majority of the times it's actually been applied so that's a really refreshing take on creating a new piece yeah and how does that you've been involved with a lot of different shows including other world premieres i know Mm -hmm. but how 
does that kind of openness from the creative team change either the vibe in the room from the cast or, you know, more specifically, how does it impact what ends up on stage in front of an audience? Yeah, well, I think, you know, coming out of this last couple of years and with everything that has changed socially and politically in our world, I think um, from what I've done in the past, you know, a lot of times, I'm not saying from my experiences, not all of my experiences, but most of the times it's it's kind of like a division between ensemble and then you have your principal players. And um, what's interesting about this team and this creative process is that, you know, everyone is viewed as an individual artist on the same level. And I mean, we had a meeting, we had a couple of meetings and uh, chit chats about, you know, personal things. And these are conversations that are still going on um, to this day. Um, just having an, we have more of an open mind, especially coming out of the pan, not, I mean, not that we're done with the pandemic, but that we're coming out and theater is now coming back. It's just a different environment. It's a different community. It's, it's a more, um, accepting to new ideas and not just about, oh, we got to do it this way, this way, this way. It's always a growth. It's, um, a process and it's, it's been really refreshing. I have to be honest, really refreshing. That's great. I mean, I, like you said, you joined it, joined the show back for the 2020 world premiere in the early 2020, obviously, yeah. uh, because uh, <laughs> everything got shut down after that. But yeah. I, I was at the presentation that you all did back in November. Um, so I know you did the two yes. weeks of that, did that pr- production or not production, but presentation in uh, in New York then, and now it's actually mm-hmm. coming to the stage there. How has that time off from theater and from this show specifically, how has that changed your perspective as the central figure in this show as to the story being told? You mentioned how it's kind of changed the way that collectively you you all approach the work, but from your perspective, playing yeah. a real-life human being who you've you know gotten to be involved mm-hmm. with because he's involved with the show, but how has that changed how you've approached the character and the story being told in the show? You, normally, it's interesting. If you would have asked me this question about three and a half years ago, I would have been like, oh, well, you know, it's just it's just great. I'm finally getting the opportunity to create a new piece and, you know, actually act and do something. And I think I have to answer that differently now coming out of what we've just dealt with. I think now um, I look at this role, not just as a role, but more as a megaphone for so many voices yeah. that are unheard. The message the show has to offer is far beyond than just a performance it is true it is true and um human and i think more importantly necessary to either start um maybe shine some light on this topic and discussions and so i view it more as the same thing i think tony would also say is like no as he's canvassed all his life for political figures i think that this is me in a way trying to canvas and give that message to people to understand that we're all humans we have there's a bigger there's bigger there's a bigger thing here yeah so often we hear you know from actors and and artists about wanting to get into this because they want to change the world or or impact people but we also realize it's a job and a lot of times you do gigs because they're gigs and they pay or you get the insurance, you know, weeks or, you know, they might be fun, but they don't have that bigger message to it for you as an Mm -hmm. artist, you know, having the opportunity to be intimately involved with creating this story and telling the story and doing that 
theatrical canvassing, uh, kind of like you said, to mm-hmm. to spread this message. How does that feed you as an artist? Not that, you know, doing a show that's just like a fun show might not, but I mean, you know, that has its value too. But how is this a different rewarding experience for you as an artist and an actor? It's kind of opening my eyes up to a lot of things that not necessarily that I've meant to like close my eyes to, but something that has given me an insight. And it's actually making me feel like there's more outreach that I really, really need to do. I really do. And um, I honestly, I had a conversation with Tony the other night and I asked him, I was like, can you please give me some advice on how you you know, how you do canvas, how you do outreach. I I have to be honest with you. I am so bad with outreach. I think, you know, being locked up for, you know, the last couple of years, I kind of become a bit of a introvert. (laughs) It's surprisingly, (laughs) I'm sure people that know me be like, what are you crazy? And I'm like, no, 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 really. Um, But um, I think I need to be more active with, you know, the Latino community, Latinx community. I think there's so there's so much more that I feel that I need to do even beyond just the artistry. I, I obviously cherish, you know, being the artist and having the opportunity, of course, but I think this has given me a glimpse into something that could benefit so many others. And what is it about this show without it's Tony's, it's Tony's real life story. Yeah. It's Tony's (laughs) real life stories. I mean, like it's weird to put a spoiler alert on somebody's real life story, especially Mm -hmm. when they're still a fairly young human being as it is. Um, but yes. what it, but what is it about this message that you know you you want to take out into the world that you want to make sure that people hear um especially at this point in our history I think that is a it's so interesting that's an easy question this story is a human story it can apply to every single person I have said this to countless people I mean at the end of the day all of us in America we're all immigrants so why not honor that you know, appreciate each other. I think I can't really say what I want people to take from it. I know that I I would never want to force anything upon anybody. However, I hope that people come and see and at least feel something. I've always believed firmly that, you know, even especially with theater, with live arts, you're supposed to go, you're supposed to sit, you're supposed to take in either any, you know, be it a story that might be fun or it's still going to make you feel something. And I just want people to feel something, whether it be anger, whether it be happiness, whether it be sadness, as long as they feel something, I feel like the theater has done something. So that's what I really hope for. I I can't really um, say that I... I, you know, want people to feel this way. I mean, I hope that they realize that there are American dreams and that we are all trying to do the same thing. We are all humans. And this really is, I can't emphasize enough, a very human story. It's not just specific to Tony. It is for every single person, every single person. You've mentioned Tony a couple times yeah. and he's involved with the show. Obviously, you said you asked him for advice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how, how how does that like as an actor, you're playing him, but it's I'm obviously it's a somewhat fictionalized version. I mean, it's still mm-hmm. his story, but I mean, it's there's probably some liberties taken with how things actually happened a little bit. But how do you balance being like, OK, I want to do this person who I know mm-hmm you know, fairly well now, personally, I want to do justice. I want to put him on the stage, but I also have to balance that with like telling this story in a musical theater form, which Mm. 
I think I don't I don't think it's a, a too big of an assumption to assume that he didn't go through his life singing and dancing like this. No. So how do you balance <laughs> the, the the two sides of playing Tony, but then playing Tony as well? Oh, my gosh. So when he first came to see the run through, this was in the world premiere. I was so nervous. However, I did go up to him and I said to him point blank, I was like, hey, so it's really great that you're here. But at the same time, it makes me so nervous because you're literally watching your life. It's just, I obviously add myself into the musical numbers, you know, with, with the singing and, and, and the dancing. Um, but I really didn't want to stray too far away from who he is. When I first met Tony, um, and he knows this, and if he hears this, he's going to probably laugh. He can talk. And when I say talk, I mean, he can really talk. He can really, really talk. And so he's a politician. Met him, yeah. Oh man, he can go right for it. And it was fascinating when I first um, actually had the chance to talk with him. I had a couple of times, even with his mother, I sat and had coffee. With him. When he speaks, it's so easy to pick up on his mannerisms, who he is as a person, what his spirit is like, how much courage, how much um, perseverance he has as a human being in himself that um, I I just made sure I tried to I tried to show um, some sort of honor that um, I think the three things he's always lived by as he's always wanted to be a Marine was honor, courage and commitment. And from the first time I met that man, I could immediately tell number one, he was always be of my life. And number two, he is he's sort of like an idol to me. I mean, he is mm-hmm. and it embodies the true spirit of what being an American is. So um, I don't know. I guess I can find the balance in, I honor that in the acting. I I mean, experiencing the ups and downs through his life is um, sometimes theatricalized, but then at the same time, after discussing certain things with him, they're not. This is true. This is what it really was. Um, and there's some things that we, you know, obviously in a two and a half hour time frame, or however the, however long the show ends up being, <laughs> um, uh, that we can theatricalize. But um, there was more. There's always going to be more to the story that we just can't get to because it's a time crunch, you know. But um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. the musical aspect is me, and then the 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 character is absolutely. I hope I pay um, honor and uh, and hopefully make him proud because <laughs> I know he'll be sitting in that yeah, in absolutely. one of those seats. I know he's going to be in one of the seats again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, um, kind of pivoting a little bit, we are talking here just a few days before the Academy Awards, and one of the shows that I know has been a part of your professional life for quite a while is. West Side Story has a much different approach um, to Latinx life uh, in the United States. You, uh, I, correct me if I'm wrong, made your Broadway debut in the 2009 revival. Yes. You played Bernardo in probably one of the most rapturously reviewed productions of West Side Story at the Signature Theater in Washington, D.C. in 2015. That's happened in a long time. So obviously yes. you are very intimately involved with that show, nominated mm-hmm. for Best Picture, uh, but also like I said, a very different telling of Latinx life in America than this show. Having the experiences of being a part of multiple productions of that show in your time. um, And then I'm assuming you watched um, the Steven Spielberg film, but who knows? But how is 
how does the musical theater evolution, I guess, of the stories of Latinx American people kind of changed for you as a person who has been a part of these shows, who is, um, you know, kind of lived it as part of your professional mm -hmm. life and, and career and, and been a part of shows that are very different and, and have a very different perspective to be told. Well, that's interesting. You're comparing the two. Um, with West Side Story, obviously, an extremely poignant story. Um, it's one of my, and not because I made my debut in that, but just because I love um, the story and what it stands for, especially for the Latinx community. I think that um, if I were to compare the two, I don't know if I could. However, the one thing I could say is um, still today, we are struggling with um, the Latinx community not being heard, not being um, seen. Um, and not just, I mean, it's... Uh, <laughs> There's so many topics on just this. You know, it's not just that community. We have so many other things that are still not being sure. seen and not being heard with the Black Lives Matter movement. And so, um, again, I just think that there, number one, needs to be, there obviously needs to be more of these Latinx culturally evolved shows that give an insight to the beautiful cultures that are are here in our country in America and um, how much that the um, these communities want to give to our world and I think that is the thing I can say uh, from West Side Story it's and when I did you know when I was playing the role of Bernardo the one thing I always how close is the, the constant struggle to try to be seen claiming this territory when we really don't need to claim it. It is, it is, it is part of our world. It's the United States. We're supposed to be, I mean, the key word to me is United. So why can we not allow that to be? Um, and the same applies with this show. I think that this gentleman, a strong, courageous American individual, um, has struggled to get his voice to be heard, get his face to be seen. Um, and even when it is seen that it unfortunately um, holds on to certain stigmas that need to be released. Yeah. Well, I'll wrap up with, with one or two more things here. Mm -hmm. I, you know, interestingly enough with, you know, the conversation around West side story, it's always been a part of it and it kind of popped its mm -hmm. head up again when the movie was released. It's a story that is at least, partially um, about a group of Puerto Rican immigrants, and it was mm -hmm. written by a group of white men. Um, mm -hmm. Americano is a show that is almost uniformly about Latinx people, mm -hmm. um, and it does have you know, a number, and I don't know everybody's background, but I know, because I, I, I saw them at the workshop but yeah. in November, a lot of the creators are Latinx individuals. Yes. How important is that to, like you were talking about, having these stories be heard and people's faces being seen and having that representation? Uh -huh. How important is their experiences in the creating of this show to not only make it just authentic from a theatrical mm -hmm. point of view, but an emotional and storytelling point of view as well? It is imperative. I mean, honestly, and and that's why this creative team alone, they're they're all of them are cre uh, like um, Fernando. Fernanda Santos, our, one of our co-writers, 
um, along with Michael Barnard, who is a co-writer, and Jonathan Rosenberg, who is a co-writer. But then we have our choreographer, who is uh, Sergio Mejia, and then Sergio Mendoza with Orquestra Mendoza. And um, they have musically just flushed it and filled it with vibrant tones of the the Latin culture. So it's, it is, and, and Carrie, Carrie Rodriguez, who is the composer lyricist, I mean, she's Mexican American and she has just flushed in all of her culture and her spirit and her soul into the music as well. It has been so amazing to allow these individuals to, to watch and to be a part of the collaboration for what it needs to be. The music is obviously, and the show itself is very different than any other musical that I have seen. Obviously, musical is going to be a musical but the sound behind it um, and the product they are all collectively producing is absolutely gorgeous and so so much um so much um what's the word i'm looking for it's it's like embraced in the heritage it's it's it is really it's interestingly beautiful yeah what i found when i saw the show back in november was Mm -hmm. it, it all felt so much more organic than you seeing a lot of musicals where mm-hmm. of course the great ones everything feels natural and spontaneous but the music felt lived in as if it was almost like these weren't songs that were just coming because of the magic of musical theater these were mm-hmm. like melodies that everybody in that world knew and they were just yeah. putting lyrics to them because they just like felt ingrained in the story it was a really a, a wonderful thing and for me sitting there my i don't think my foot stopped tapping for the majority of the two two and a half hours however long it was so uh it was a really really cool experience to see that and matt I, they I, are some catchy tunes huh they are they are very catchy, yeah, catchy it's a lot tunes. of fun i mean and, and honestly you know for uh, this you know again without trying to spoil too much about it but like mm-hmm. there were times where i was sitting there on the edge of my seat. I mean, it's a story that is not exactly, you know, it's not a, a West side story thing where there's like, although there is a little bit of it, but you know, there's no mm-hmm. knife gang fighting type of things. But right. like I was sitting on the edge of my seat just because of how exciting some of this stuff was. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really thrilled that more audiences are going to have the opportunity to see this in New York uh, here coming up very, very soon. So uh, I want to, I want to give you time to go eat before getting back to, um, to your tech rehearsal. But I want to just kind of end on one last question. Yeah. You've interacted, you've spent a lot of time with Tony, you've helped kind of build this character. What do you hope is the next evolution for not necessarily this show, but for these types of stories, whether it is about Latinx individuals or you mentioned, um, you know, black Americans or LGBTQIA plus whatever these yes. underrepresented populations coming out of this pandemic and everything that we learned from the COVID side, but also the civil rights side of it. What are you hoping that the theater community embraces about the lessons that we hope that they learned during these past two years and then spins it forward into the kind of things that we see on stage? We should be embracing every single cultural aspect of every individual, every single bit of them, because that is what's in the fabric of our country. We can't disregard it. That's what I hope. I hope it happens more that we hear, you know, music. You hear so many different kinds of musicals, obviously, but sometimes you want to hear the music from that culture and it might be different, but it's so interesting. And it's, I just, I, I think that it's poignant that we open our minds, our souls, our hearts to embracing a change. That's what I hope. I love that. 
Absolutely. Well, Sean, thank you so much uh, for taking the time to do this while of you were course. supposed to be eating something. And uh, oh, I'm eating while we're I'm eating while we're talking. So okay, it's perfect. all good. <laughs> perfect. You, you hit it well. I couldn't I couldn't hear any lip smacking or anything. So I appreciate that. But uh, have a great rest of rehearsals and uh, all the luck in the world for the opening and the run. And I can't wait to see it at New World Stages. Well, thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me.